Hi, CityCast listeners. The good news is Houston offers the parents of K-12 kids an incredible number of school choices, maybe more than any other city in the United States. The bad news is it is really hard to make sense out of all those choices. Today, I am talking with CityCast contributor Evan Mintz, who is trying to figure out where his kid will go to school next year. It's Monday, August 28, 2022. I'm Lisa Gray, and this is CityCast Houston. So, Evan, how old is your oldest child? She is four, and she just started preschool. And you know what that means? It's time to start thinking about kindergarten. Next fall. You are already thinking about next fall. Right. We have to start thinking now about where she's going to kindergarten next fall because the private schools that exist, like the application Mm -hmm. process is now. Uh, If we're looking at charter schools, uh, I I still haven't figured out exactly when the process is on that, but I have to start looking into it. Uh, If she's going to HISD, I have to start thinking about gifted and talented testing, um, or maybe some of the magnet schools and see what the opportunities are out there. Yes, uh, I have to start thinking about kindergarten next year, right now, this year. Oh, my God. All right. So how much time and energy is this stuff going to take? Um, A lot. Uh, (laughs) A a lot of it is me learning what I didn't know. Um, So for a background, I went to preschool at my synagogue at Beth Yashurin, where my parents sent me and my mom had gone and my great-grandfather had helped found. So it was kind of like a default option there. Um, And then for reasons I still don't entirely understand, uh, my parents thought they should test me for St. John's and I got in in first grade. And that is where I went all the way first grade through 12th grade. It's a private school. It's ranked very highly. It's very expensive. Um, And so now I'm looking at all these options and I realize like things can be very expensive and I'm not sure whether paying like college level tuition for elementary school is worthwhile. Um, Maybe it is, maybe it's not. And so I just want to know what all of my options are. Are you one of these parents who thinks that what your child does for kindergarten is going to set her on her path for life? Uh, I think the advantages you get in kindergarten are largely from socialization and learning and like getting that healthy sense of ego at a young age. But uh, my wife is a child psychologist, so I feel like she takes care of that pretty well. <laughs> uh, one of the interesting things, thinking about those, if you're looking at high school, thinking already about high school right now, like, well, if my daughter gets in. Wait, to, are you you're thinking about high school for your daughter? I'm thinking about grad school for my daughter, but like we can roll that back <laughs> right. a bit. Um, if I'm thinking about high school for my daughter, thinking about the best high school for her to get into, uh, then getting into a great private school in kindergarten kind of guarantees you're on that path. You don't have to worry about it. You're in. But if I'm thinking about, say, the best gifted and talented program at HISD for my daughter, like getting her into a good elementary school helps along that path as well. And so a lot of the getting things on the right path now reduces stress in the future. Ah, okay. So 
what are you finding out with private schools? Well, the only private school we're really looking at is St. John's. And it's one, because I think it's the best. And if I'm going to pay a lot, I, I'm not going to get second best, you know. This is not just alumni bias. And it is a little bit alumni bias. Maybe there is. Okay. But I would All say right. even the, the other private schools that might be on the level, your, your Kincaid's, uh, would require me to have like a 30-minute extra morning commute. And I love ah. my daughter, but I don't know if I love her <laughs> enough to do a 30-minute extra commute every morning. Yeah. How much would St. John's cost for kindergarten? For kindergarten? I have not looked. I don't want to know until I see whether she's in or not. I don't want to bias myself. But for high school right ah. now, $32,000 is last I saw. A uh, year? A year, yes. It is, it's like wow. taking on a second mortgage. Um, but also, uh, I think that if I have the capacity, uh, my wife and I to pay that for my daughter, to, to give her the best we can, that's where the smartest place to put our money would be in her education is the highest value thing out there. That's an astounding amount of money. And I can't imagine having that much. So let's go to public schools. Right. What are you thinking about there? What are you looking at? Well, we are zoned to Westview mm -hmm. Elementary, which is one of the best oh. schools. So that's always something we can fall back on, not even fall back on. Like people aspire to that. We are very lucky to have that. It's right there in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. It has the advantage of the neighborhood school. You could mm -hmm. walk with her. Yeah. And we get milk and cookies afterwards. Oh, okay. It's delightful. There's also T.H. Rogers, which is a K through eight uh, gifted and talented vanguard program and you have to test into that super highly regarded and also mm -hmm. super hard to get into absolutely right? and that's in a houston isd right. school and you, you listen to a lot of politicians talk about hisd and they're always down on it they're talking about i oh, these i moved out to to katie to get my kids in katie isd the better schools are there you know hisd it's failing the state wants to take it over hisd is a huge school district it does have some failing schools it does have schools that need help that are not giving students the education and also support and wraparound services they need. It also has some of the absolute best schools in the state. Yeah. Uh, and has schools like Westview Elementary and T.H. Rogers and Carnegie Vanguard and HSPVA. And I remember uh, being in mm -hmm. high school at St. John's and going to academic tournaments and quiz bowl tournaments and going head to head with kids from Bel Air IB and Carnegie Vanguard and like clearly everyone is on the same level uh, when you're there. Yeah, but only one set of parents is paying 32K a year. So, <laughs> yeah. all right, that's compelling. So how does this testing process work? Well, for private schools, you have to apply. Yeah. First, you have to get on the uh -huh. list to be admitted uh, or to, to, you have to get on the list to be tested. Like there's a line for that. Um, you'll have parents like on their phones <laughs> in the delivery room being like, yes, I have the birth date for my child, so get them on the list to test for kindergarten. Um, You're kidding. And, and they're also like feeder schools in pre-K, places like Pooh Corner, uh, where if you are at Pooh Corner, where that's a feeder to many of the private elementary schools. Wait, wait, wait. So you get like a, you're automatically whooshed in if you went to Pooh Corner? It's not automatic, but like they know. They know where you went. Um, oh my you know, God. In, in the same okay. way, we have high schools that are feeders to certain colleges. Uh, and so once you're, you're in there, my understanding of the process is, is uh, this is my first time going through it, is that mm -hmm. uh, your kid is on the list to test. 
you have to sign them up with a psychiatrist to, or a psychologist to do an assessment, to do a like young people academic assessment of them. Wait, so a private psychologist is doing this test. Okay. Yes. And then that you get those results. And then, you know, if those results are on par, uh, then you do some like meeting with other kids. Like the, the school watches your kid interact with other kids and like asks them questions and like um, you know, sees them play and asks them questions about the letters and their numbers and stuff like that. Um, it's like get a general okay. sense of they're ready for it. Of course, like for any private school, the biggest test that you have to pass to get in is whether or not your check balances. <laughs> but assuming that everybody in this line knows what the cost will be, mm -hmm. there are plenty of people ready to do that. Right. And, and some of the schools also offer scholarships. They offer support. Um, like yeah. those things are out there, but that's not typically the norm of any of this. Okay. So, but you're thinking that you want to get her in, in kindergarten to be guaranteed that seat in high school that will then lead her onto collegiate glory. That's a big part of thing too. And also it's just looking at all of the BS that our public schools have to deal with right now. All this freaking out about critical race theory, all this freaking out about books in the library, a campaign to get uh, vouchers uh, to privatize the entire education system, everything these schools do under scrutiny from the governor. One of the advantages of a private school is you don't have to worry about any of that, that they have the like, luxury and discretion of just being able to focus on the educational mission at hand, um, not worrying about whether the teachers have all the resources they need, not worrying that some parents is going to like file a lawsuit to get a bad book removed from the library. Um, yeah. And, you know, part of me thinks that so much of that is just a strategy to reduce the appeal of these public schools to make them less functional, divert them away from what their educational mission should be. Uh, and when you're looking at other schools, like really, mm -hmm. and I would say charters too have this ability that they can just stay focused on the issue at hand, which yeah. is educating kids. Yeah. All right. So now how would you test to get into some of the public schools that you're interested in? Like TH Rogers? That's a really good question because I was trying to figure that out and it was more complicated than figuring out the private schools and more complicated than figuring out the charters. So those schools you fill out forms online, they give you instructions, you go from there. I was looking on HISD to figure out how to test my kid for GNT, the gifted and talented or uh, or magnets. And, and those are I different programs. Oh, yes. So you have schools that are magnets for gifted and talented, but any school is supposed to have gifted and talented resources that go to students who qualify as gifted and talented. And I will say, I learned so much of this uh, from talking to my coworker, Stephanie Gedman, who used to work in HISD. And I was just incredibly oh. uh, thankful for her insight into all of this. So you have a guide. Okay. I, I highly recommend anyone trying to figure this out to try to find a guide. There are Facebook groups for parents trying to understand this stuff or just call up the HISD office and ask. Yeah. Uh, because I found myself running into a PDF form that I'm supposed to fill out for gifted and talented testing. Yeah. And that just kind of shows how it's just a little bit clunkier than other options. Yeah. Okay, so what does testing into HISD's various gifted and talented options get you? And how do you know that your child is gifted and talented or do you even care? You just are sure. 
it's it's my understanding that you're going to make her gifted all and HISD students. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I I, I don't know. <laughs> I, it's my understanding that HISD tests uh, in first grade all students to see if they qualify as gifted and talented. Um, that is what I have heard. I haven't confirmed that, um, but I generally think that all kids are pretty smart if you kind of just give them uh, the opportunity to do things to show their intelligence. Give them toys to let them be creative, learn about patterns, learn how to use crayons and markers and scissors at a young age and glue sticks, all those things that you expect them to do in kindergarten, just give it to them a bit earlier so that they know how to use it. I mean, one of the advantages I will say that my kid has is that she has two Mm -hmm. eagerly involved parents who have one, like a knowledge of these issues and two, like a passion about them. Uh, There are kids out there whose parents are working all the time who are just trying to put everything they can in to provide for like base necessities. Uh, and they don't have the, the luxury or knowledge or background to even just think about gifted and talented. Yeah, this is a problem. But something you'll notice say on a lot of the charter school websites is that it is aggressively bilingual. That they are really trying to reach out to Hispanic families or uh, Spanish language at home families to show them that they have the options too for different schools, for different opportunities. And there's so much political rhetoric of, we need to add choice into our schools. We need to give parents choice. You have a lot of choice in Houston. You have too much choice, I think. I get exhausted thinking about all the choices that Houston parents have. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can choose within HISD. You can apply to programs at different HISD schools. You have different charter schools and different charter systems. And then there are the private schools. And this doesn't even mention any of the like larger religious schools or Catholic schools uh, that parents can look at. Yeah. Or, you know, in, in my case, the Jewish schools that are out there. And I feel like that's a little different from looking at more generic private schools. Yeah. The religious component. Mm-hmm. So um, with charter schools, how are those different than they are public schools? They are right? public. Anyone can How go there. How are they different from regular public schools? So regular HISD schools are overseen by an elected board. Uh, these charter schools don't have elected boards. They're these private nonprofits that are set up. They mm-hmm. get money. That's apply, and they get money from the state uh, to run schools, to run public schools that anyone can apply for. You get into a long list, you know, a lottery to see if you can get in. And they're supposed to provide competition with public schools to push them to be better and also offer choice to parents who are dissatisfied with, say, the school that they're zoned to or the school district. Um, The reporting I've seen shows that charter schools, much like other public schools, fall along a bell curve. You get some that are really good. You get some that are really bad. Most are somewhere in the middle. Yeah. So basically with charters, there's a lot of buyer beware. Mm-hmm. The parents need to know it's a good school. Right. That not every charter is made the same. And so if you're looking at charters for schools, make sure that it's the right one for your kids. And that's also another thing that in a district like HISD, in a place like Houston, there are a lot of really different schools. And your student may have, your kid may have different skills that they really uh, should be invested in, whether they're great at math or at arts or at athletics. And there are magnet programs within HISD for a lot of these things. Uh, Bel Air is a magnet for language. 
or you have HSPVA at the very top, but there are middle and elementary schools for performance as well. And to get into those, you have to audition. You have to show your artistic skill. So you have to start developing that now mm -hmm. in kindergarten? Uh, oh if you God. want to get into like these youth programs and these elementary school magnets, yeah. then yeah. I say my, my daughter is, is finger painting at like a first grade level. She's doing some great <laughs> finger painting. She plays with slime in ways that just like non-Euclidean structures. It's incredible. <laughs> so, man, how do you decide? Is she going to be a scientist? Is she going to be an artist? <laughs> I don't know. And it is it's all very stressful. You just yeah. kind of wish that you the, the way that people think about it used to be in the past was that you had your school district, your neighborhood school. It was good. And you went there. And that oh, was kind of that. I don't think my parents even checked whether it was good. You know, the <laughs> bus came to our house. I got on the bus. I went to school, whatever that school was. Right. But here's, I think, where things are different now is yeah. that we really live in a winner-take-all economy. That if mm -hmm. you do really well academically and you get a really good job and you'll get a lot of money. You know, we haven't had in place this idea that like even the people who don't get good grades are deserving of some kind of quality standard of life. Uh, and so if you are a parent and you're looking at your kid, you're a little freaking out a little bit because you want to make sure that they have a certain quality of life that you have, that they're able to climb that economic ladder and the amount yeah. of investment it takes uh, to make sure that happens is higher now than it was in the past. And the upsides of success are higher and the downsides of failure are much, much lower. And that's what I'm constantly worried about. Oh, man. So this is why you are thinking about spending tens of thousands mm -hmm. for kindergarten. Right. Oh, Evan, I cannot imagine what you're going to be like by the time she's ready for college. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for talking with me. Oh, my pleasure. That was Evan Mintz. Now I am here with producer Carleon Jones. Carly, what else is going on around Houston today? Hey, Lisa. Self-driving cars have been a popular trend for the past few years, but a partnership between a tech company named Waymo and a trucking titan named Daimler has taken that to a new level, with computer-controlled heavy trucks making their way onto the roads. Of Texas, that is. Pretty soon, you may see one of these trucks passing you by on I-45 between Houston and Dallas, as the company reaches level four of its testing. In this step, designers say that they are confident that the truck can respond to conditions and stop itself without human drivers taking any action. And I'm not gonna lie to you, the idea of self-driving heavy trucks sounds a bit scary to me, but the good news is, all of the trucks will have a human driver present at all times, for now at least. That is it for our show. We are working on a show about Houston bargains. So please, if you have some source of great buys that other Houstonians should know about, give us a call. 713-489-6972. Tell our voicemail your name, the place you love to shop, and what makes it so great. We'll have that number in our show notes. See you tomorrow. Bye. We should go open a charter school. No, I, I, I'd rather. It's too hard. I'd rather <laughs> you don't teach want to work philosophy that hard. at St. John's. <laughs>